Blog Talk Radio. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coat. The oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Oh, that was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. <laughs> that was a great call. All right, I'm ready for the last 11:31 now, Kevin. Let's go. Look at the police. They've surrounded this man like he is, <laughs> like he, like he's just robbed a bank. I tell you what, he got a whole lap in he did, before yeah. they got him. I mean, that was that was pretty good. I expected him to go down much sooner. Yeah. But uh, I hope it was worth it, my friend, because you've got a night in the clink coming up. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LeVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. treasure he needs to do everything <laughs> welcome everyone welcome to this edition of page one i am lavard of course my dear friend who is out on the west mary how are you this evening i am good i am i am good you know there's a lot of stuff going on this is labor day weekend uh pretty much the swan song for summer i kind of hate that i love summer uh Swan song for, I know a lot of people are fans of the fall. Um, And, of course, the last big hurrah before everyone fully is invested in school, uh, invested in their fall duties and everything else that's going on, because you can even tell with the weather changing in some spots, except out there on the West Coast. That's still, like, hot summer. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, football starts six, uh, now, what, six days from now? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you know, I don't feel it yet because there was no preseason. Exactly. So, I don't know. Now, are you the type of person that actually, um, and I know the answer to it, but are you the type of person that does a fantasy league or might have an interest in doing a fantasy league? I normally not, do, yes. Uh, I was going to say, I'm not talking about guys' fantasy league, but, I mean, (laughs) fantasy league of football. football, Yes, I do. I normally do participate in fantasy football, um, depending upon everything. But without the preseason, I have not done any fantasy football leagues this year. Uh, You know, I I don't know, because every year I've come close to getting the number one pick. And and I did really well my first year in my league uh, with some gents, and – I wound up going all the way to the title game, but 
Uh, I think a couple of my players were on, like, bye weeks, and it killed me. Um, I even beat the top teams in our league last year, but I had, like, a subpar year. If you had the first pick in a fantasy league draft, I want to put you on this. Who would you draft? Jeez. That, it's a very good question. I normally try to go for a good QB, um, but <laughs> the ones that – if I play in a keeper league, then there's not very many left. Um, it depends on the league, too. So if I had to be in the keeper league that I normally am, if I could get Mahomes this year, that'd be great if he hasn't been put on the on the list. Um, if not, then it would probably be – and this is going to kill me. This is going to hurt me so bad to say out loud. Aaron Rodgers. Um, only because, really? only because he does he he has consistent numbers, and I could find a second quarterback that would back him up pretty well. Hmm. And that really? hurts so bad. It hurts so I, bad. I but consistent numbers. Wow, you would take Aaron Rodgers. Huh. He he throws up he, he throws up consistent numbers. He has yet to to disappoint with the numbers game. I don't like him. But he brings in the numbers. Tom Brady's another one that has consistent numbers. So you wouldn't take a Lamar Jackson, or you wouldn't take a uh, uh, the quarterback for Houston? Because see, no. I made that mistake last year. I took Tom Brady and I took Drew Brees, two people who normally were dependable and would have had yeah. good. And Drew Brees got injured. And Tom Brady had, like, a really crappy year last year by some standards. Yeah, what happened to him normally? Like, that's why I said he normally has a pretty good – he's pretty consistent season. Yeah. Well, that was no, because he didn't take... have any weapons. You know, I, he didn't really have anybody. Mm-hmm. And he went to a running game at certain points. And I think now that he's got some weapons, this could be the year he breaks out of that funk. But that's hard, that's hard saying for Tom Brady. But, uh, yeah, I was – Thinking Drew Brees is going to get me like five thousand yards, forty touchdowns. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went down injured. Yeah, I was going to say I took at that time the two most dependable quarterbacks, Zilch. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but do you go with a quarterback, or do you go with a wide receiver, or running back, somebody that's going to get you more points? I always try to get the quarterback because I always end up with a crappy quarterback, and you never know with running backs. Uh, one year I picked – oh, God, who did I pick? I ended up getting – oh, I don't even remember who it was. And he ended up having a heck of a season. Like, all the numbers were pointing at, like, he was going to be mediocre. He was going to be mm-hmm. basically my third string running back. He was my third string running back. And I ended up starting him most of the season, and I got second place that year. So yeah, it, it just it was. I I really want somebody that's going to be. I want one good quarterback, and then I do one running back, and then I normally do um, uh, a wide receiver in that order. Normally. See, I go against the grain sometimes, and I did something a couple of years ago, which actually <laughs> got me stares, but. At the end of the day, people said it was a smart move because you remember the season when the Bears' defense was just, like, everywhere. And mm-hmm. drafted the defense, I think, fourth or fifth round, which normally people wait until, like, late. 
for only like tenth round before you start drafting a defense. And I think I got him in like the third or fourth round. It was something insane. And people were like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Hey, if I'm gonna get some points, I'm gonna get him off this defense." And it like right. Oh man, it rode roughshod over everybody all year. <laughs> Loved it. So yeah, but who knows? Uh, fantasy football for a lot of people. Uh, before I forget. Uh, before we move forward, I want to thank D. Siren for last week. Very good show. Um, learned quite a bit, as we always mm-hmm. do. And hopefully we will do more shows like this where we'll have subject matter experts on. Uh, we'll probably devote the hour to probably just one thing uh, or maybe a half hour or so. And Because uh, I kind of like that where you know we get a chance to learn about a lot of different stuff. And it won't just be sex ed. I mean, it may be about... Um, money investing could be about you know other things of interest out there because I want to try and be universal because I think if I did sex every week people would probably grow tired of it <laughs> um, but shows like that I love doing because you get a chance to not just talk about hey in that movie where you did this and that and you did it with these two you know what about now we get a chance to kind of discuss it from the other way. And people learn something. You never know. So, I don't know. But hopefully we can uh, do something like that again soon. Um, right now, uh, I, I was going to say, and unfortunately I'm going to have to, for my friend, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to have to omit her from this, but uh, I just have a note Um and she can correct my uh, governor. Is it Sizlak? Sizlak, yeah. Sizlak. It's not Veterans Day. It's Labor Day. <laughs> uh, if you didn't see it, um, the wonderful governor of Nevada, uh, two times. <laughs> the great. State. I think yesterday. <laughs> We're talking yesterday. about about the importance of Veterans Day, which is not until November. I don't know what's going on out there. I, I, and this is why I'm kind of muting her because you live out. She lives out that way, and, and I don't want her to get in any trouble. I was confused. Um, for those who have not heard about, now, I, I read this. I kid you not. I read this online, and she will probably, Mary will probably agree with me either with the. <laughs> But the new tavern rule, and uh, and I I picked this up, and I kid you not. So if you go out to Nevada, taverns that serve food may reopen their bars, but taverns that don't serve food cannot reopen their bar tops. Restaurants may reopen their bar bar tops, but not have live music or dancing, unless the music is incidental, don't know what the heck that means, to the restaurant, not ticketed. Restaurants may have background ambient music, but no host live concert, not host live concerts or dancing. Sushi bars may reopen, but not play music. Tabletops with gaming are allowed in the bar, uh, the bar area, but bar top gaming are to remain closed unless they serve food. Food must always be present next to the bar top gaming device and player. Bars are still limited to 50% capacity unless they are hosting any kind of religious event. Then they are limited to 50 people. If you fail to follow any of these rules, you could be fined 10000 How about we just find the governor for confusing the hell out of everybody? <laughs> I don't get that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could explain it, but you can't. 
I read, I, I could not believe it. When I saw this online, I haven't talked with Mary about this, but I, I, I had to read this tavern rule. And I had to read it three times. This is my fourth time looking at this. I still don't get it. I, I Just let people go as they may. I'm at a point now where I'm just like, screw it. You know, we're going to test you when you come to the door. We're going to put the thermometer up. If you think you got something, you're sitting in the far back portion of the restaurant. If you don't have something, be honest. We'll sit you toward the front. We'll take, or we'll put some people outside. We'll put some people inside. I, you know, I, I'm at a point now where it's just I, <laughs> too confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on for an entire show about the the contradictory rules that are out there for each individual thing and eat and even better than that those only are in effect for specific counties that have the rules against the taverns and bars there are other counties in the state great state of Nevada that do not have those restrictions and are free to open and dine and game as anyone normally would. So, yeah. If I'm a bar or tavern, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to have music. I'm going to make sure that there is a bowl of pretzels next to you. <laughs> Whatever else that you ordered, that's fine. If you... Um, when we start talking like little ticky-tack stuff like music or, you know ambient music, but you can't have a live DJ or you can't have a host. You can't have this. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're doing too much. <laughs> Stop it. I had to, like I said, I read it four times and I still don't understand it. And it makes no sense. <laughs> and I don't think I've never been to a, now out there for those who of us who have never been out there, uh, when they mean countertops, they pretty much mean the table, correct? Okay. What they're trying to say, I guess I need to, I need to clarify or make sure that I'm answering the right part of the question. When they're talking about bar top gaming, they're talking about when you belly up to the bar and behind that, that sliver of countertop, there's a lady with probably her boobies cleavage sticking out as best she can, pushed up as high as she can to try and get all the tips that she can serving beverages of assorted variety. Kind of like heroin. That is a bar top gaming. That's bar top gaming. When they're <laughs> saying tabletop gaming, those are separate from anything. So it's a separate game. It's a... Um, it's kind of like in the casinos when they have specific slot machines. So that's what it is. Instead of, but it's at table height. It's not at bar height or bar top. I think all I have to say after that is good luck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you I see lawsuits good. happening. That, but yeah, um, they've already started. They've already started. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> kind of speaking of, uh, meanwhile, here in Chicago, uh, 
I saw a story in the news which pretty much I think you might see other businesses starting to do. Uh, what they did, and it was uh, after a week of multiple confrontations with customers disobeying health guidelines, a bar and coffee shop in suburban Park Ridge here decided to close for a mental health day. Uh, a sign posted said, Welcome back. We missed your face, but keep it covered. <laughs> Before they entered the off-the-wall cafe at Park Ridge, but for some customers of the cafe and its sister business, Beer on the Wall, that mantra is apparently hard to remember. Uh, one of the baristas said, I found people can get very angry when asked to cover the bottom of their face. Uh, she said that there was, uh, she was there when a man and a pregnant woman confronted each other over wearing a mask inside. The man was eventually asked to leave, and the woman left in tears. She said, what I want to see more of is just grace from people, just having grace to people that are serving you. Owner Ryan Tracy says that after a rough week of threats and confrontations over masks and municipal health rules, he and his staff had had enough. He said, it's the old. You better watch yourself, or you know you better be careful tonight, or like, are we doing this right now, bro? And that kind of stuff. His staff needed a mental health day, so they closed up shop for 24 hours and posted about it on Facebook to let customers know. The post went viral. Uh, He says that we've had so many people, so many restaurants, so many other retail businesses reach out and say that they're having similar issues and seeing so much support from the city was great, and it really helped. Uh, When they did reopen their doors, their regulars had their backs, and uh, they had several customers come in and show mama bear level protection, making sure that they were okay and safe and just extreme love. Uh, They say that customers now are more cognizant than ever about the abuse frontline workers in the service industry can face. And he said that if they need to take time off to reset or for the well-being of their customers, I'm fully in support of that, uh, says one customer. Which brings to mind this question. It actually is a pretty good idea, and it's sad that we've come to this part now where uh, we've had to do that because I think a lot of times while we're stressed, people tend to forget that the people on the front line have been through this without a break since March. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the fact if that's something that maybe a lot of businesses, including like huge retail businesses, should consider. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think not only for the employees, but honestly for the customers too. Um, If you think about it, some of these larger retail places – Um, A lot of the big box stores, a lot of the grocery stores that have had to stay open, their people need a break. Um, Their employees need a break. They need to stop. They need to take that time and stop so that they don't end up being upset with and confronting the wrong person when they come in to try and, and not following whatever rules or mandates are out there for whatever state they're in. Um, but I think the customers need it too because they are so focused on the fact that you're going to be open. So who cares if I don't wear a mask? Those businesses are being held accountable by the government agencies and the counties and the states that they're in to maintain the health of their employees. And in order to do that, they need to make sure that their customers are following those rules so their employees don't get sick. So it's it's real hard for someone that doesn't agree with it or doesn't want to do it or has a, a an exemption for it or has a mental 
or a mental, uh, a medical condition that stops it, it's really hard for those people to stop and, and not look outside themselves at that point and say, it's, I'm just one person. So, you know, what? it doesn't matter. But that one person turns into five people, turns into 50 people, and now we've got people that you're confronting all day long. Right. Customers need that break. Customers need to have that moment of, wait a second, they could close. And if they close, that means I don't have access to what I need. And that reality usually sets in when that, I hate to say it, but when you hit them right where it hurts, you know. Right. So not only for the employees that need those breaks and needs to get away, and they've been living in this, this is their world, and that tends to, remove some focus off of the other stuff that we all deal with on a daily basis. And it also removes the ability to adapt to the other stuff that hits us on a daily basis that's still happening outside of this very narrow focus. Give them the mental health day, but it's also, it's as much as it is for the employees, it is for the customers as well. I think that would be really, I, can you imagine if Walmart shut down for 24 hours and everybody I, I, had to not go Walmart for 24 hours? That was going to be my question to you. Do you think that even larger retailers like a Walmart or Target should say, hey, you know what, we care about our customers too, yeah. and you guys come in here. And you, how many videos have you seen of people who have flipped out in Target or Walmart? Those guys need a break right. as much as anybody else, especially your restaurant business people. And mm-hmm it would do a world of good. I think people would actually have a better appreciation of just how much that these people that are on the front lines go through. Oh, yeah. If they could coordinate, if, could you imagine if anybody could coordinate Target, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, uh, Walgreens, CVS, um, I'm trying to think of, and then like like big grocery stores in your area, whatever your grocery stores out here, it's like Kroger and Albertsons. If you could get like a group of that, that's, that's eight businesses, right? But those right. eight businesses are huge. McDonald's, get a couple of fast food restaurants in there. Shut them down for 24 hours. The only places that you're allowed to go are going to be your mom and pop shops because most of those are not going to be able to shut down, but they don't necessarily need to because nope. they could handle their their smaller traffic. Shut down those big retailers, shut down those big fast food places, shut down those big box stores for the same 24 hours. People would that would wake a lot of people up. That would get a lot of people to go, "Oh, crap." You know, yeah. I th- I think that would stop everybody for, uh, I mean, I'm not saying take away everything, but if you did it all on that same day, just a national blackout day kind of thing, it's, it'd be amazing. There'd be a lot of people that would be, one, hitting the mom and pop shops that are struggling, that would get them money, that would be able to get them reopened, that would get them to be able to actually provide for their families as well, and maybe get people to slow down a moment and go, Maybe what I'm doing is really stupid. Like, calm down, you know? That would work. But the only way I think that that would work, and don't do it on some, like, crappy Monday, I'd say do it on a Saturday. If you really want to be ballsy about it, I would do it on a Saturday when you know that people would be out and would be shopping. Because then oh, yeah. that way it would kind of force them. And and let's hope that it doesn't backfire by people going into mom-and-pop shops and then threatening them. But it would kind of really put it out there like, hey, 
Um, if a place like this on a Saturday, you know, is not open, then we better respect their boundaries and be a little bit better before this becomes a norm, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I would love to see that happen. On a high-volume day, absolutely. But I would also yeah. like to see, like, multiple retailers work together so it's not just like Walmart today, well, I'll just go to Target. And then it's Target tomorrow. That, I was going to say, you think it would hit even home if, like, an online retailer like Amazon just said, nope, not today? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? All the online shopping that people have been doing, I mean, all I hear around, like, granted, I got rid of my social media. Yay for me. Um, but social media, like, some of the social media outlets, are that's all you see is, like, you know, uh, mail carriers are not are not delivering things, or they won't be able to deliver everything because they've had an influx of packages. Or um, UPS drivers burnt out because they have so many packages on their trucks and and stealing and all that other stuff. Yeah, if Amazon said nope, we're blocked. Like you can't even place an order and put it on hold so that it's tomorrow. Just like no orders are being taken, nothing's being delivered. Done. Sites down for 24 hours. Oh, my gosh, uh, people would lose their minds. <laughs> yeah, they would. You know, Because you already are seeing in a small way this year of something like that starting to happen because if you notice, uh, a lot of retailers will be closed on Thanksgiving this year. I think it started mm-hmm. with Walmart and then a lot of other uh, places said, yeah, you know what, us too. And they're doing it kind of and as a goodwill gesture towards their employees who have really had to put up with a lot this year. And they said that, hey, we want them to enjoy that extra day with their family as well. And this year, you know, the big change is from the last few years uh, is that a lot of these places will be closed on Thanksgiving. So pretty much the day before Thanksgiving, uh, will be your last chance, and I'm pretty sure that they'll probably close early on that day too. Uh, it will be your last chance to get anything done before the next day. Um, it will probably be like a small amount of stores, maybe grocery stores, that will maybe be open for a few hours that day, but a lot of the national retailers will be closed. So, yeah, it's 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 starting, and I think that depending upon how this plays out, especially with uh, the virus. I think the more stories you see about people who are just, like, not acting right, because there was another word I want to use, uh, who are not acting right, uh, and if it gets worse to the point of where we, heaven forbid, if we start to see, like, violence against, you know, workers in stores, I would not be shocked if other stores start just doing what these restaurants did here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, wow, kudos to them. Uh, and, and plus, you know what? Every once in a while, you don't need that coffee. You don't need that meal out. Cook at home. Enjoy your family, you know? Actually, that brings to mind one thing, since it is now September, just as a customer service. Uh, <laughs> this is a customer service thing here. Uh, of note to all of my stores out there. You know, I kind of, I don't know if I'm like the lone person in this, 
I kind of like fall more without all of those without all of those pumpkin spice items. I'm already starting to see them. I'm sorry, can't do it. <laughs> sorry. No, Pumpkin Donuts already started, and you know, no. <laughs> the last thing I want to hear about is people in their pumpkin spice lattes, or their pumpkin flavored coffee, or their pumpkin flavored donuts, or their pumpkin flavored. Uh, McDonald's sandwich or whatever pumpkin flavor that we want to put in stuff. It's if most people hate candy corn, I'm going to hate on pumpkin spices. Don't do it. <laughs> candy corn just wax coloring. Hey, you know, hey, <laughs> candy corn is. You know what? When I was younger, and I wasn't worried about my teeth that much. Love candy corn. Like I said, you know this story. And I used to get it for the local Sears here where they would have it in a um, with the Spanish peanuts. And it was a great mixture because it was the saltiness of the peanuts and the candy corn. I could eat like a whole bag of that stuff. Uh, at Halloween, I didn't mind it as much. Uh, even the candy corn pumpkins that they used to have, uh, <laughs> those were awesome. But mm-hmm. I can only have like a little bit of it. Not like I can eat like, you know, uh, a big old huge bag of it and I see it now and I can smell it and I was like oh it smells so good but I know as I've gotten older it's yeah, <laughs> yeah there's just some candies that are still going to go around because people like them it's like peeps <laughs> peeps are the I devil. don't like peeps either <laughs> peeps are the devil they come in different so. flavors now I can't, I can't do a peep Right, like they're trying to be cool with peeps now, like, oh, we've got bubblegum flavor. It's not going to make it any better. (laughs) Nope. And I know people that love peeps. I just can't do peeps. Right. No. I don't do pumpkin spice either, though. I do not do pumpkin spice either. Thank thank you. I'm an apple kind of gal. This show is a pumpkin spice peep free zone. like it to be a pumpkin spice peep candy corn free zone please right that's that's what we're going to do is a pumpkin spice okay. slash candy free zone hey everybody in case you are just tuning in you're listening to page one uh lavar and mary here uh, still ahead this half hour because we've already reached a half hour mark see how fast this goes still ahead this mm-hmm. half hour uh going to talk a little bit about uh, what happens after Labor Day, because most schools have already uh, now are back, but for the majority of a lot of large public schools, they will be headed back after Labor Day. But we're going to talk about an issue that's now starting to develop after that. Plus, we will take a live look at what's going on with Twitter tonight. Uh, and also something that we missed, uh, something that I wanted to uh, talk about, all that more right after this short break. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. And as the voice said, you're listening to Page One 
only reason I have to play that is because we paid too much for that not to be played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on this Friday night, but glad that you could join us. But, uh, you know, last week as we were on the air and we were headed off the air, um, news broke about the death of Chadwick Bozeman. And I, you know what? I've been thinking about that all week long. And um, because for someone that went through so much and no one knew about it, uh, it's just amazing. And the more stories that you hear, uh, especially about some of the last things that he filmed and people who were on set with him or people who were close to him, uh, you know, it, it makes you appreciate him so much more. And I do believe he has like one more movie that's uh, due to come out. Uh, and I do know that uh, 42, uh, the movie, the Jackie Robinson movie, will be back in theaters. And I do believe it's this weekend or it's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be back. One of the things, though, which caused a little bit of an issue online um, was, and, and I get it. I mean, I, you're going to have some people who think ahead when something has happened. Um but the and here's the bad part to this, and I'm going to say, and unfortunately, I've seen bits and pieces of Black Panther, have not seen all of it, and kudos to ABC because uh, this past weekend uh, they aired the movie commercial free. Uh, you know, it's very rare uh, when a major network sets aside some time uh, to air a movie. Yeah, it could have been done at any point, but to do it so immediately and then to do it commercial-free so that everyone will have a chance to enjoy it, kudos to them. Um, But the one thing that caused a lot of issue after that was people were already thinking ahead, what are they going to do about Black Panther 2? And a lot of people thought that it was very inconsiderate, being as he had just passed away, uh, hours before, uh, I know that you are a Marvel fan. Absolutely. Um, I guess I want to get your opinion. Should they continue it in another way, or should that just be one and done for that franchise? Um, I think that they've already had some filming done for Black Panther 2. Um, I would love to see another Black Panther um, just on its on its face, just because it is such a unique character, um, it's very um, empowering as a comic book character, as a social commentary, as from a person like Stanley who was very open about having different types of characters in his in his world, in his Marvel world. Um, he was the guy that embraced the rainbow. He really did. He has all sorts of characters all different kinds of creeds, um, races, genders, the whole thing. Um, So I would love to have it happen. Um, They've made a lot of technological advances that they could have him in for some of the movie. They could rework the movie so that he passes his mantle on to someone else. Um, He can also, they could also rework the movie so that he only shows up with his face showing in certain areas. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that, if that does his memory justice or not, um, looking Mm -hmm. at the person, 
Um, but I would love to see another Black Panther. Absolutely. I would love to see the second installment of that series and in some way, shape, or form still having um, Chadwick in it, even if it is just for a short period of time to, again, pass that mantle on to the next Black Panther. I would love that. I would love to see if I got my wish, it would be Black, it would be Chadwick Boseman, he would be in there. They do whatever they needed to do, CGI magic or whatever. And maybe even if they had enough footage, just have him in there, pass the mantle of Black Panther of that pers- of that hero to a woman. Actually, there was his. talk of that. Some people said that, it, and I'm going to get this so wrong. Wasn't there a person in there that played his sister? Uh, yes. That they said that in the comics. Yes. Part, sorry. Shuri, it was her name. Yeah, that they said the, that the it should, like, go to her. Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah, and they take over that mantle at some point. So at, at, there was a point where she did take over the, the mantle of Black Panther and to be the guardian of Wakanda and, and be that hero. And on top of that, she's very smart, and I would love to see that happen. That would be great. I think that would be the next step. We'll see where it goes, uh, but uh, definitely rest in peace. Forty-three is far, far too young. That's that's within our age bracket, and uh, mm-hmm. when you think about stuff like that, it it really does. You know, life is very fleeting and precious, and you make your mark, or as he once said, be a hero. You know, while you can. So uh, definitely, his work will always be remembered, especially for what he did in such a short time. Um, the other story that I wanted to talk about was one that uh, happened last week, because like I said, we're now Labor Day weekend, which means, you know, for some people, uh, their kids have already gone back to school, probably have been back in for a couple of weeks. But I do know that in a lot of major cities where the public school systems, a lot of students will be going back on Tuesday. Uh, one of the big issues that has arisen from this and has perhaps I hope it doesn't uh, die out. There's now a spotlight on a divide of communities that don't really have the necessary tools to really do online learning from home. And this stemmed from a situation that happened out in California. Uh, Recently, more than $100,000 has been raised for a migrant family after a photo was shared on social media of two girls using Wi-Fi at a Taco Bell to complete their schoolwork highlighting the digital divide for low-income students. Uh, The photo that was posted to Instagram sparked an online fundraising campaign for the family. Uh, The president pro tempore of the California Senate also shared the photo on his own social media, noting that 40% of Latinos don't have Internet access. He said that this is California, home to Silicon Valley, but where the digital divide is as deep as ever. Pretty much uh, the school district uh, said it has since provided wireless hotspots to the family and has placed additional orders to address Internet accessibility. Uh, According to Amy Ash, president of the district's Board of Education, she said that the digital divide is very real and delays in receiving needed technology are a statewide concern. We're grateful the state is making technology a priority and look forward to receiving those hotspots for our district. Uh, but locals concerned for the girls wanted to help address their needs, and for many, the photo was a reminder at how uh, pervasive the pandemic has affected low-income families who may lose that access to education 
for lack of connectivity. Um, it made me think, especially after seeing that, because it, and if no one has seen the photo, I mean, they pretty much were outside in their jackets, and you see the photo of uh, two Taco Bell employees that came over and you know were leaning towards them, and they're trying to do their schoolwork, pretty much outside of a Taco Bell, trying to get the Wi-Fi. And, you know, it's not new because so many times you've seen, and I've seen here in the city where a lot of parents, uh, in a way, send their kids to local libraries, uh, but they can't really do that in this age of COVID, uh, where they send them to particular places just for the Wi-Fi because they don't have it at home. And, and, I, and I sat here and I'm thinking, you know, in what way can we make this better and in what way can we not make it as to where, you know, kids can't really learn and, you know, because they don't have the necessary tools to learn. And I guess also you know, how can we make it as to where, you know, because when kids have an issue going on at home, no one's going to come right out and say, oh, well, I couldn't, you know, uh, log in for school because I didn't have the Wi-Fi. Because they don't want other people to know that. Because it's, that's the bad part about now is that, you know, it's tough enough with bullying. You know, the last thing that you need is for a kid to, you know, because everybody else, you know, a majority of their classmates may have Wi-Fi. Uh, Wi-Fi now you know, is the new almost like uh, I think in some ways what it was when kids really couldn't, you know, or had issues or the parents had issues affording like a lot of clothes for them. This is that new generational gap. And I'm trying to think, you know, in what way should schools in some way uh, right now while kids are at home, I guess, create some type of stipend or work with different companies so that families can have Wi-Fi so their kids can learn? I mean, it's it's a hard. It is a very hard thing to do. I understand that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, there's not a real good solution. I know yeah. that at least in my area, for the schools that are in the town that I live in, um, a lot of our schools have actually worked something out with the local internet providers. Um, there's two. Um, in the area that if they are like they have an access code that would allow them internet access at their homes so that like they set up hotspots so that kids can actually still be at home to do that. Um, It's still not the best because if they're not close to that hotspot, they may still have to travel. Like the closest one to me is a casino um, that's maybe two or three miles away. But it's still a hotspot that's available. Um, but that's got to be tough. It's got to be tough because if it's it, – it could be a lot of different things. They might have Wi-Fi, but they might have, uh, you know, abusive parents at home that are stopping them from being able to access what they need to access. Um, it, it may be that they don't have Wi-Fi at home. They have no means to get into a hotspot. It could be uh, they just don't have the equipment. So, uh, like, we've donated. Um, there's been donations for, and we've been part of that donation process for just Chromebooks so that people could have, like, if they didn't have the technology, we could get the technology to you, you know. Um, it actually so uh, it, one, mm-hmm. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say a quick note was that there was also a state-by-state report on America's K-12 through students by Common Sense and Boston Consulting. 16 million students and 10% of teachers, 10% of teachers lack adequate Internet or computing devices at home. Uh, minority households are among the most affected. 18% of uh, Caucasian homes lack broadband. The figure rises to 26% for Latinx homes, 30% for African Americans. The percentage is even higher among Native American households, and especially in rural areas uh, where the digital divide uh, is a really growing concern. So it's it's really bad. Um, yeah. But there seems to be some good news. Uh, like I said, public libraries, but you can't. You can only do so much through there. Uh, and like you said, some students are now being outfitted with Chromebooks um, that you know have those Wi-Fi's built in. Uh, there was another article I think too, uh, the FCC's Lifeline program, which provides low-income families with a monthly discount of up to nine dollars and twenty-five cents on a phone or broadband service. There are other things that people can do, which is also good. Um, uh, and Altus, AT&T, Charter, and Comcast are doing some, and Cox and Verizon are doing some things as well. Actually, what we'll do, mm-hmm. we're going to post the article. It's a great article that came out this week uh, on back-to-school help for students without Internet from Consumer Reports, and we're going to post that to our webpage uh, on uh, Twitter um, so people can, like, read that. But go ahead. I'm sorry about that. No, 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 you're good. And that was where I was going to go with the article is probably the best outlet. Um, but those of us that can provide and can and that have been able to, that have that extra something to give that out, I know that, you know, there might be a neighbor that you know might be having issues. Just be like, hey, here's my guest access. You have access for four hours a day. Jump on. There's got to be a way that we can all help each other. It's. I think we've gotten to be um, icebergs. I guess I don't know. I, I we've been circling each other, and we're not we're not being neighborly anymore. We're being very individual. So I think we just have to stop and look at it that way. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, but hopefully that divide will become shorter. Uh, I think we have a little bit of time here for this next story, which well. Actually, I'm going to see. Actually, I'm going to hold that one until next week because <laughs> um, <laughs> this will take quite a while to explain, and I'm not going to do that. But I am going to talk about an unfortunate thing that happened this week. hate to end on a bad note here for you, but uh, I know my dear friend uh, likes to go to, speaking of Taco Bell, um, likes to go to Taco Bell, and one of your favorite things is the Mexican pizza the Internet in an uproar this week uh, because Taco Bell is cutting even more menu items. Uh, it wasn't bad enough that they cut their beloved potatoes from its menu in August, and uh, now they have cut the Mexican pizza. They're officially saying goodbye to a handful of menu staples starting on November 5th. The removals are finishing touches on the chain's new streamlined menu, and it will clear the way for the launch of, quote, new innovations, according to a spokesperson. In fact, Taco Bell is actually giving us four menu additions just as it takes several others away. The cuts, uh, pico de gallo, Mexican pizza, shredded chicken, the whole shredded chicken family where you will no longer see the shredded chicken soft taco, the chicken burrito, or the chicken quesadilla melt. Um, actually, 
uh, it will the pico de gallo will be replaced by fresh diced tomatoes. So if you're ordering something fresco style, they'll swap out the cheese and sour cream for diced tomatoes. Uh, but you have time, uh, and I know that. Uh, well, here's the thing: what also is going to be joining the menu is a chicken chipotle melt, a dragon fruit freeze, green sauce, and the quesalupa. <laughs> I'm not sure if that will make up for the Mexican pizza. Uh, it won't. We continue to go to Taco Bell. <laughs> it won't. It won't. It won't make up for it at all. I I don't know. Possibly. I, I, there, are, there are some nights where I need to get something late because there are liquids in my stomach that should not be. You know what? I was mad when they took the chili cheese burrito away, and I'm still kind of sore for that. Um, <laughs> the burrito, too. It really was. I I agree with you on that one. Yeah, chili cheese burrito was awesome. It, it was simple to make, so it wasn't like it was something hard. It was like chili, cheese, put it in a burrito, you're done. Maybe they'll bring that back. Uh, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'm going to go online, and I'm going to start a bring back the chili cheese burrito. <laughs> Uh, maybe. Um, yeah. By the way, one quick note, because I'm now kind of like trying to get all the other on-off stories that we didn't get a chance to do. Um, I bet you did not know. Uh, when Miguel Yajure entered the game for the Yankees on Monday night, he wore a jersey number, and when he wore that number, it now meant that every number between 0 and 99 has now been worn in a Major League Baseball game. I did not know that this number had never been worn by anybody until then. Uh, he wore – can you guess the number that he wore? No, I, and it's the Yankees, so I wouldn't have watched either. It was the number 89. No one had ever worn it in a Major League Baseball game. And now every number has been worn. I don't know if the number 100 will be next, but, yeah. Would they allow that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if they will. Um, Because that's three digits instead of two. Yeah, I don't know. I would think eventually it's got to be because there's so many numbers out there that have been worn. I don't know. And so many teams, I think that's why the Bears stopped retiring numbers, and I think the Yankees need to, too, because it's like at that point you're running out of numbers. You know, so that's why now mm-hmm. they just have the rings of honors. Oh, but really quickly before I forget, uh, Twitter uh, and what's trending. Uh, the Lakers are actually trending because that game just ended a little while ago. Uh, Lakers losing to the Rockets in game one, one twelve ninety seven. 97 So that is uh, trending tonight. Uh, basketball pretty much has taken the top pretty much uh, – Nine or ten spots. Uh, also trending tonight out where you were at, uh, the Vegas Gold tonight uh, defeated the Vancouver Canucks three to nothing, and they will be going to the Western Conference Finals against Dallas Stars. So go Stars! Oh, I didn't. Mean that. <laughs> 
Uh. <laughs> Every friend that Every friend that listens to this show that was like Golden Knights people, I'd be like, eh. Um, hmm. Actually, the Raiders actually came out with their um, logo patches that they'll be wearing this season. They actually look pretty cool. But, um, yeah, so Vegas is on the – a lot of – you know, everything on here is pretty much out of the 29 stories, only – Two or three, I'm sorry, were not sports related. They were all political. Um, and also, the Dolphins are releasing quarterback Josh Rosen, which uh, the Dolphins Dolphins have not had luck at quarterback. Dolphins are like the Bears; they haven't had luck at quarterback since. That's sad. Dolphins haven't had luck at quarterback since Dan Marino left. I don't know how many know, quarterbacks right? have probably suited up since then, but yeah, that's not like working out well for them. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much is what's out there tonight in regards to Twitter because besides wrestling, besides basketball, uh, besides Mulan, which is now streaming on Disney+, Plus, um, will you watch Mulan? Eventually. Right now I think it's actually streaming for a fee, so an additional fee from the um, – like the uh, subscription fee for Disney Plus, so I pa yeah. In order for you to watch it right now, you have to pay an additional fee. And no offense to anyone there, I'm not paying that additional fee. Mm-hmm. I already pay per month. I'll watch it in you know a little while, but yes, eventually I will watch it. It looks like there's an interesting take on the um, the animated version of Mulan, although that still will hold a near and dear place to my heart. So, Actually, a lot of controversy over that because there were people who were threatening to boycott uh, watching Milan. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen the original. <laughs> um, so we shall see where that goes, but um, it's kind of, it, it's weird because I was just talking with somebody this evening about movies, because I think the next big movie that's out in theaters will be, I think, the Tenet movie. Um, they saw the other one with Russell Crowe. Didn't think too much of it. They said it was what it was, but this is that slow leak of movies where it probably will start to pick up maybe as we get more towards uh, the fall, uh, give some people something to do, but yeah, this is kind of, it's weird when you start to see things with movies now, and it's not like you don't have like five movies coming out or 10 movies coming out this weekend and stuff that's already in the theaters, and especially on a Labor Day weekend. Um, I don't know what one would do this year. Do you have any plans for Labor Day? Um, sleeping. <laughs> I would really <laughs> like to catch up on on rest. Like, I need a break. So, yeah, I, I think that that's my plan for Labor Day, maybe. I do have to get out to like Lowe's or Home Depot and get my charcoal for the winter so that I have that ready to go for when I want to grill um, so that I'm not scrounging around for charcoal. But other than that, yeah, that's that's basically all I'm doing. Hmm. I do believe I will probably be grilling tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I will 
probably grow tomorrow because it's supposed to rain here. It, it's it's weird. We get past now as we go on a Labor Day weekend. The weather here in Chicago just like dies down. It's now going to be like in the, and I know you don't want to hear it. It's going to be like in the seventies. Uh, Eighty once or twice, and I think tonight or tomorrow it's supposed to actually dip down to like fifty some degrees. So, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, we have like a heat advisory for the weekend. So, woohoo! Yes, 113, I think, was what you, I think in Phoenix or something like that. But, yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, don't really want that. But, yeah, but wherever you guys are at, we do thank you for joining us tonight. And do you have any closing thoughts, things that you shout out, anybody that you want to uh, say goodnight to or hello to? Uh, not tonight. Not tonight. I will save mine to, for next week. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, actually, look at that. We made it with a few minutes to spare, but let you all kind of relax. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Um, Any new shows that come up, you will catch us on Twitter. Uh, You are still on Twitter, right? I am still on Twitter. For now. I'm still on Twitter Twitter for now. now. I'm over there at News Comet PTR. Uh, But Definitely. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful and safe holiday weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, Remember the reason why for it. It's Labor Day, not Veterans Day. And uh, (laughs) we will see you here next Friday night at this time. Good night, everybody. Bye. to page one. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.